What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Keys to the Game. Uh, before I introduce my guest, I just want to say thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode with Tank. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. Um, it was an amazing episode, and I really appreciate the feedback that I got, and I'm excited for this new guest we got. So got my guy, Dan the Man. Dan, you want to introduce yourself, bro? Tell us a little something about yourself. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Um, thank you for having me on. Um, I watched Tank's episode. It was awesome. Um, so much love. Uh, a fun fact about me, I guess I'm one of 15 children in my family. So that is a fun fact. Wait, wait, so like, what was it like, like growing up with like, was it like 15 people in the house at one time? Oh, or like no, they we spread out where it was like, like, what's the most that was in the house at one time? It was probably when I was really, really young. I would probably say there were six in the house at one time. Okay, okay. So we were, myself, Ben, and Caroline were kind of the last group of the kids that were adopted. So there was like an age disparity between us. Um, a couple of my sisters and brothers that are still around in Pittsfield, um, that still live in Pittsfield, were like the closest ones to us. Most of our family moved to Boston, Colorado, all different places. Cool, man. That's dope. So I want to start with like a real broad question and then we'll get into like more about you afterwards. But mm -hmm. um, what's something that you wish everyone in the world knew? And I don't want it to be about you. It doesn't have to be. It can be if you want. But just like what's something that you wish everyone in the world knew like that they might not know or at least like a way they think or however you want to take it. I would say two things, perspective and time. I wish because I think they coexist with each other. Mm -hmm. I wish that more kids at a younger age would visit nursing homes and listen to people that have been living on this earth for 80, 90 years and just listen to what they actually have to say about time and about age and how quick it goes. And that I hope would change their perspective when it comes to many things that they probably think is very huge in their life right now but really 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 small when you actually think of what's going on in the world i know it's crazy to think about just like i mean five years ago just to now like it feels like that and just like so oh, yeah. much has gone by so many decisions have been made like obviously every day you wake up and you make a decision so many decisions in your day but uh it's just crazy how fast like time goes and then you said perspective as well oh per perspective is huge i think I harp it with you sometimes and with a lot of people, like, it's just like, you have, and you have like one in 800 trillion odds of being who you actually are right now on earth. Damn. In the planet, <laughs> you on a planet where the sun is a-okay to live on and water is drinkable. Like for people to like, think about that, and I think it's even more now, like the odds of you being the same person you are right now in this instance, in this time. And so I, it's perspective to me is just so huge. Like you can't, I'm digging holes out at camp and all I'm looking at is just like, dude, I, I get to do this. I don't have to, I get to be out here healthy, digging holes, helping camp, get ready for kids to be out to hopefully have the best summer of their lives. So that's yeah. kind of where. 
every time we talk about it, I'm still just like, you're right. Like it just puts me back to like, just brings me back down to earth. I'm just like, I got to be grateful for, for what I have. Oh, <laughs> you will probably talk about it later, but like when you think about nobody, your alarm clock wakes you up. That's what people say, right? When you wake up in the morning, your alarm clock doesn't wake you up. You're lucky to be alive every day. So instead of going like, I mean, some people you drag butt sometimes, don't get me wrong, but like, I gotta get out of bed. No, I get to get out of bed and I get to go do something hopefully that I love or be around people that I love. So like, it's, to me, it's just like, how can you not enjoy every little thing and do just make everything fun just laughter i mean i get in trouble for laughing so much but it's just like you try to bring me down with you (laughs) you try to bring me down but like i gotta ask you though so like you weren't you weren't born thinking that way am i correct no no you didn't always think like this so like i feel like and this ties into exactly where i wanted to go i feel like people don't understand you like you're always so positive and people really don't understand why because they just don't they don't know you well enough, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't know what you've been through. So like, I want you on here to kind of talk about what you're comfortable with, just like your life and how this all started, like how that mindset came about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, start, from, start from the beginning. It's kind of cool because I wrote my college essay about it. I just say, life is a highway. And this is easy. This is easy. Yeah. So it it's you have bumps, you have turns, you have accidents, you have oil spills, you have, oh, I took the wrong turn in this. So I think growing up, I was in an unbelievable, like my family was so supportive of anything that I did. Like nine years old, I wanted to play soccer. I wanted to play baseball. My parents would do everything in their being to get out of work or schedule their work around are my brothers and sisters like playing sports like we love sports and so it's like one of those things where you're like skating through life like you're like oh i'm a kid i'm gonna eat this i'm gonna drink all this soda stay up with my boys like, enjoying yourself you know having a good time yeah it just and i just remember being at Derek haddad's house and watching the pacers um pistons fight and just like thinking it is the coolest thing in the world was that as a kid or yeah, i think it was oh yeah. It was deep back then. We were just like, oh my God. And I think it was like, I'm, I was still fun loving kid. Like I love to have fun. And then I made a cool decision about going to, to St. Joe and I fell in love with it. And so so why, why did you want, why St. Joe? My brother, um, just, and I said it in the St. Joe, uh, speech that I wrote, like, at that point I was 14 years old and we just we were killing Babe Ruth like on the all-star team and we're going to the world series and so we're practicing every day and it's so much fun and he's just like come to the best school in the county and I was like, I, yeah and I was like thinking because I wanted to go to PHS with my boys like I went to Herbert like that's where all my friends were going and he, then he kind of used some choice words and Miss Quinn like I said if you're listening as I apologized in the, in the speech, he just says, don't be a pussy and come to St. Joe. <laughs> so Sorry, I think it was, 
yeah sorry mom McQueen right before I went to the World Series I like told my mom like I'm, I want to go to St. Joe and she was like are you sure and I was like absolutely and so I went to St. Joe like walked into St. Joe as not being the most diverse place in in, in the world let's just say that and just being like oh okay but then I realized that like I had some of my boys from the CYC like Ricky Shakuzi, Eric Copa like Dustin Flynn people that I played sports with or against like Russo and so like I was like okay like my grade's pretty cool like and I just got off of playing like five months of baseball with Brody Quinn because we were both on the same team Mm -hmm. and so like I kind of like started being like okay this is cool like I kind of like being around knowing everybody really at St. Joe you know like everything about everybody and so it was kind of awesome and freshman year flew by like you're just getting acclimated to everything and we were really good in sports and that's all I was really focused on sports and school schoolwork and then books man oh yeah absolutely to anyone that says not to please don't listen to them wait Um, you you played three sports right in high school yeah um baseball basketball baseball yeah so So in high school which one was your favorite which was your favorite to play in high school basketball hands down I, I just because it's so easy to practice like I was just in my backyard like working on things that I couldn't do with my left hand um working up just moves and that was at after the point like Ben was too big to like care about playing basketball in the backyard with me because he was like focused on football and stuff so he would just all right go do your thing Dan and so like I would just at, at the time I had a Walkman like are the the iP- iPad with hey, the was it a Walkman or was it iPod? Is it was I had a Walkman with the CDs. Wow, young kids, you know yeah. nothing about them Walkmans. Yeah, I barely know anything about the Walkmans. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. And then the, we I got an iPod like the first first one. Well, the little Nano, like the little yeah script. yeah. <laughs> I can't even see what song. Yeah, you, uh, just, you got press skip. Hope <laughs> <laughs> and so then I like felt cool in my backyard like with the headphones and all that stuff. And so it was just so much fun. And then like, I like, I was not good at football. I don't care what anyone says. Like I was athletic. I just, I played backyard football. And so I was like, I kind of want to work on getting a little bit stronger. So I'm not a string bean running around the field, like trying to tackle people at their ankles. Mm -hmm. Um, Sophomore year was just unbelievable. Like we were so like, I got brought up on basketball, which I worked my butt off to do. Our team, our varsity team was terrible. Sorry to everybody who was on varsity, but we were. We were three and 17. It happens. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got brought up and it was awesome to play. And like the rivalry between us and Wakona, the fights, the trash talking. Like hey, I'm just. Fights? We're not going to. You're just going to skip right over the fights? Oh, the, you're not gonna fill in the listeners a little bit. You don't gotta say who was fighting, but you could kind of explain so, what happened. At Wakona, let's say we have some big bad blood due to football because we were both really good at that time. A lot of animosity, a lot of trash talking. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a hard foul near the Wakona fan section. This is in in Dalton, right? In Dalton, yep. Basketball hard foul. Um, one of our captains throws a ball at the 
another kid on the other team. Some kids oh. might have came out from the stands. We had okay, kids. Spicy. Oh yeah, we had kids rushing. Lucky we had like Coach Jacuzzi. We had like five coaches at that point holding people back. So it it got it got very intense. And then the game that I like played a lot in for the first time was Wakona at the Boys and Girls Club and Key like. You know how big that place is when the, both stands are out. That place was filled because anybody and everybody knew we got in a fight last time. And they just wanted to see nonsense. Like everyone's addicted to the drama. So course, it yeah. was, yeah, it was so cool. And unfortunately, one of the kids that fought hit a game winner from deep. And it was just like, <sighs> ooh, and it, it hurt even worse. It hurt even worse. So game when it hurts as it, as it is, but never mind when you're going against somebody who you just scrapped with like a couple games ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so it was, it was good. It was fun. It was just a, always a good memory that I will always have. Um, and then we went to baseball, and like baseball, still to this day, is my best sport. Still um, sophomore year, right? Sophomore year, yep, and. So I was like, oh, like I got brought up freshman year, but just for the tournament. So I was like, all right, I think I'm good enough to find a spot, like get on the field. And so I got to lucky enough to start in center field as a sophomore when we have just unbelievable, an unbelievable team. And so we're just how Taconic is right now. We're not that good, but we did beat a team 39 to one. And yeah. And so like and we're not about four innings. Uh, six at that point. Oh, they didn't mercy rule? They didn't have the mercy? There was no mercy rule, but now Taconic's beating teams 33 to nothing in four innings. Yeah, shout out to the Taconic baseball team. Absolutely. Shout out to all the hard work of those kids. Um, so we're, we get to the Western Mass finals. No, state semifinals. It is windy as heck. And this team is, I think they lost two games. So like, And we lost three, three games at that point. And so, like, all right, like, this is Manu Imano. We have Kyle Story, who's a freshman starting up pitching in the biggest game of the season. So, oh, my God, this is about to get weird. Go time. Yeah, so it's a close game, close game. I think it's the fifth inning. Boom, ball gets hit out to me. I'm like, oh, this is my moment. I'm tracking it down. I go and I do the absolute worst thing in the world as, like, an outfielder. I opened up. And as I opened up, like my hip popped. So my hip popped and I just went down like a, a bag of whatever. And I'm crawling, I'm crawling in center field to grab the ball and try to throw it in. I think it's like Sorry, one to, it's like one to nothing at that point. Boom, I throw it in. I'm sitting out there like, oh, oh like just yelling. Cause like my hip popped. And I was like, oh my God, what? This is crap. Like. Um, we're not doing this and so then I couldn't play but we we won like I don't know I think it might have been five to four or something it was crazy Wait, you dislocate your hip something I don't know it's like it's probably, it just popped and I think I was just being a little over dramatic to be honest but you were young it, okay. it hurt let's say that um then we get to state semifinal or state finals and coach our coaches are like yeah this guy's like getting scouted by the Mets and stuff and I'm like yeah 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 okay like i bet you he's good but then they're like all right so we got hitting practice right before they put 
the gun at 92 miles an hour. I've never seen a shooting out of the, shoot, the pitching machine. I've never. Is that what he could throw? Yeah. Ooh. So I'm like, all right, it can't be that bad. And it was like, zoom. I was like, okay, the ball already hit the backstop. And so, like, we were somewhat prepared to go play them. And it was just an unfortunate, just like everything, it's all about moments. And we just did a really bad job of tracking a ball down with bases loaded and two outs. And then they just, and it was all she wrote because we couldn't really get hits off them. Yeah. But it was awesome. And then we went into the summer just like flying high. Like our class is really good at sports. Like our sophomore class is very good. So I'm thinking like, this is it. All right. We, we, we're, this is our time to like take St. Joe, like up a level even more. And my, we were, uh, we are up in Peru, which is past Dalton at one of my friend's house. Mm-hmm. Sleeping over. We've been there all summer, just having a good time out. He has a lake, boat, whatever. We're just having a great time all summer. And then I don't even truly know, so I don't want to put, put it out there because it could be falsehood. I don't know what happened or why we had to leave. But we had to leave to go home. And everyone knows me. I fall asleep at the drop of a dime. Nine, nine o'clock, I'm done. And so we... I had to go home. I got in a friend's car that I shouldn't have. Um, we both fell asleep. He fell asleep at the wheel. I fell asleep. The next thing I truly remember is, I want to say about four weeks later, I was on my way to Spalding Rehab Center. So I wake up. So I come to one, I come to conscious, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I wake up and I see my mom in um right next to me in the hospital like in the ambulance going all the way to Spalding rehab center and i have like handcuffs like chained down to the bed and i'm like what happened she's like you got in a severe car accident like no i didn't like i'm fine like i'm good meanwhile i play baseball yeah i was like meanwhile i have like a a pressure gauge in my on my head because my brain was swelling so much and I had like this where the blood was kind of rushing to is like I had like um Frankenstein but coming out of like the right side of my head mm-hmm. um and I just truly didn't know what occurred and we hit trees I would I was told and just I, my whole body pretty much got crushed so I broke my leg I broke my hip I fractured four of my ribs. Um, and it really, really what it was, it was the traumatic brain injury. So like my reading and writing level, like when I had like, like I had to learn how to do stuff again was mm-hmm. at a third, fourth grade level. And this is what you're going into junior year? Going into junior year of high school. Yeah. And so I'm this is where a moment where I felt I got there and like my dad was there, he was there for with me the whole time. And there was moments like when I was there that it was really dark. I was Cause say, I was, where was your mindset at that point? Like, I can't even imagine like, cause like you really don't know what happened. You're trying to piece things together. Obviously 
you're getting thing information from other people and like you don't even remember exactly what happened and like now you're in this situation like where was your mind even at uh, I, to think back on it i i want to paint a picture that was all bright it wasn't so there was points where i was just like like why me like i feel like i just put good energy into the world like why did this happen to me um and it was just the the work like um, I love to work, but it was like learning how to read, but, but not buddy again, like, well, that's, I read in fifth grade. It's learning how to do like math equations all over again. It's learning how to solve problems that you used to be able to solve very easily. And then your brain being so tired, but still trying to fight through it. Like I spent all day in PT in OT and just trying to figure out what I could do and how I could get better and one of the I was by myself with my dad in a room for a while and he fell asleep and I would kind of just sit there and be like yeah I gotta make a decision it's either I can sit here and like Meh, kind of complain about what the situation or I can rise up and just work my ass off to like get at least walking again I was like that's say, well, did you have to relearn how to walk like I know you have the broken legs so obviously you got to heal from that you got the the ribs did you have to like relearn how to walk or did you like was it uh, kind of there what what is really really cool is one of the girls on our uh Christie's AAU team her she when I came back to Pittsfield she was my PT lady so that's like our kind of cool connection but I, I didn't know how to like when you run, I didn't know how to, my foot would just flop. Like I couldn't, it would never be heel toe. It'd just be flop because I like my hip and my leg just like didn't work. And so like, I spent a long period of time with her as well. Um, so yeah, that you should have saw the first time I tried to run. It was, run weird. <laughs> oh yeah. But it was even worse because like my left leg was, as smaller than it is now and so it was like it was one of those things where you I had to make a decision and it was just the kid that came in into my room who are still friends with Jake shout out to Jake doing his thing he was at a like a Under Armour football camp really good football player they're outside they're sprinting back because there's a lightning storm happening a lightning struck a tree branch and fell on his head. He so had this was a kid in your at the rehab spot? Yeah, all the way in Boston. So struck a tree. Yeah, it was my roommate. Yeah. yeah. Struck a tree, hit his like hit him straight in the head. Like his whole so he had like a skull on the left side and like just like this indent on the right side. And I think that's like that moment was like they someone put him in that room to make me realize what is about to occur and how great this story is going to be when I come back. And so Jake and I kind of like push each other to continue to just work even when we were tired. Like we got which was cool. We got GameCube. We're playing Mario Kart, having a good time. And then we would just go do 
PT and OT and just wear. Are you guys around the same age too? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's he cool. just turned 30, like, I want to say three months ago. Wow. Do you still keep in touch with him? Oh, yeah. We, that's, like, that's awesome. so cool. And he was just an unbelievable baseball player. And so it was just, it's cool because I really think he was put in that room with me for a reason. And I think this, like, that car accident put the perspective into my life. Like, just like, holy, I can, I can walk now. Like people don't, people take for granted walking. I know when I, I broke my feet, man, like, oh, I broke one at a time, but it was the same thing. Like for like two months, I was like, why me? Now, obviously it's like such like, again, that's perspective. Cause like, if I ever thought about where you were and where I was, why me would have been like, shut up. Why are you saying why you like, you just got a mm-hmm. broken foot. Like there's so much more you can do, but like, even like getting out of that boot and off the crutches. And I was like, I'm never going to take this for granted again. And then I did it again. So then I was like, I'm really never going to take this for granted again. So like that yeah. perspective is so important, man. It's so hard. And like, so we, I just, I had such a cool support system coming back from that. And like, everyone was like cheering me on, rooting me on. And that's why I love St. Joe so much because like teachers did so much work, extra work for me because I, I don't know what you're talking about, to be honest. Like I had a, for the first two periods of the day, I had like a tutor just tutoring me how to get back to where I needed to be. And it was like really, really cool because of the, just the support really. And so I was just like, let's go. Like I need to work my butt off to get back to where I was or even better than what I was. And then kind of that summer, the next summer, right before school ended like our our whole family's life changed my life changed to this to this day like my brother got in a car accident and unfortunately he passed away and still to this day it's like I sit there and I just go oh what is the reason why he's not here and I am and then I think back to it and I just go there has to be a reason why I'm here and that's perspective and that's time like I wish I I wish I said I loved you when he dropped me off at Ricky Shaguzzi's house still to this day and it's just time goes by so quick and so fast that just say everything that you can and just have as much fun as you possibly can every day. And so that's kind of where tying back into your broad question in the beginning. I think that's the story of how I am who I am right now. And it's like, you're going right off of your college essay. Like life is a highway. You know what I mean? Like you got bumps, you got, you got accidents, you got wrong turns. You might open up on the wrong stance in the outfield. Like, like You know what I mean? Like there's so much... There's so much to it. That's like a perfect analogy, especially to describe like your life. But like after, and we'll go back to this, but like now do you, re- like when you were in those moments in the uh, rehab center, when you were saying, why me? Have you, has it clicked to you? Do you think you know why it was you? Mm-hmm. Do you want to elaborate so I, on your thought process on it? I struggle with the higher power. I really do. I don't, put it into the sense of one person or 
I do think there's a higher power. And I do think, I, I don't think you are given anything that you can't handle. And I do think there was a reason why I needed to get kind of that bump. It wasn't a bump. Let's just say it was a very, very steep exit from the highway <laughs> coming through a windy road to come back to where I, I need and want to be. And so I think that was kind of like the, the thing for me is like, yeah, I do. I, that's why I wake up every day where even if I get four hours of sleep, I get the chance to wake up. I've been in a situation where they, my parents still, my sister brings it up to me all the time. They thought I was going to die. Yeah. And then my, yeah. And then my brother died and it's just like, how, how can we not enjoy every single day that we get the chance to wake up? Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. So you bounce, you bounce back pretty well from that, uh, from your car accident, correct? Like you got to even play again, play sports again in high school. Yeah. Uh, let, let me tell you, it was to go, even go to captain's practice. So I had to repeat a year. So I was supposed mm -hmm. to graduate in 09, I'm graduating in 2010. To even go to captain's practice during the summer to do route running and throwing passes and running up Clap Hill Park, like everyone said, oh, it sucks. And like, I was that guy. I was like, this is amazing. Woo. This, this is the picture, coolest. I can just yeah. picture a young Dan at captain's practice, <laughs> just getting it in. This is the coolest thing in the world because it's just like, I don't have to do this. I get to do this. I was this time last year, I was laid up playing Mario Kart, chilling with my dad as my roommate, but like working so hard. Like this is nothing. Running 11 hills at Clap Park is not even close to what I just did six months ago. So like, let's enjoy the hell out of this and try to get better as a team. And like, that was kind of like the, the cool thing was i annoying to people oh yeah perspective they hated perspective oh, yeah. man it's just perspective mm -hmm. and you guys made a run in bat oh i don't know how how'd you do your football senior year oh god let's yeah. just say we yeah we played the first the four best teams in a row right off the get-go and wow was it bad um let's say the 09 class like Dustin Flynn, Brody, Julian, Copeland, Russo, and all of them. We were supposed to be really, really good. And we just, we came up short. We came up short on big plays. We came up short against good teams, unfortunately. And so like 2010 was supposed to be like, all right, Dan, like let's, let's get us in the win column. Like nobody thought we were even going to win two games. Like, the class that we that we were in that I was in was like not known for football it was like oh the freshmen coming in those are the guys Johnny and Tank and Levante those are the guys Josh Kelly Cam Yvonne all those guys so it was like Kobe St. John Levante I don't want I I know you guys are gonna call me out on that um yeah, he but he didn't forget him he didn't forget him and I'm yeah, sure for the people that that you didn't name 
Yeah, um, I apologize. Shout out, um, to, shout out to Shane Joe, class of, <laughs> yeah. class of 2013. So we were, so like I was supposed to be that guy to like help the freshmen understand what it is to be as part of St. Joe football, but like Johnny Bianchi's grown up in St. Joe football, so he kind of knew it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were, we were very middle of the pack. We weren't the worst team. We definitely weren't the best team. But that's okay because then you took it into basketball and we got to play against each other. I was a mm-hmm. sophomore. And just like you said, I ain't even gonna say no offense. We were terrible. <laughs> we were terrible. I I don't think I had any business being on varsity, in my opinion. Now my coach, mm-hmm. Coach Thistle, shout out Coach Thistle. That's my guy. He saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. And after the first game, um, Josh Griffin got kicked off the team because he had something, something with coach or he got an argument or something. He kicks him off the team. So I had math the next day. So I walk into math class. Coach Thistle was my math teacher. Mm-hmm. I walk in, I sit down, and we had a game that night. I was a floater at the time. So I was like, cool, I'm a floater. I get to play JV, sit on the varsity bench, ease my way in. Perfect. Coach Thistle walks up to me. He's like, hey, Key, I want to talk to you real quick. I'm like, what's going on, coach? He goes, hey, uh, I'm sure you probably heard Josh got kicked off the team last night. Um, pretty unfortunate, but uh, we're moving you up. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, okay. not only am I moving you up, you're the starting point guard tonight. And I was like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm starting tonight? He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're starting tonight at Drury. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like excited, but I'm so scared at the same time. Bro, we went up there and we were terrible. And me and Mance combined for like 25 turnovers. We got blown out by like Anthony Sims. Shout out Sims. Oh, yeah. We got blown out by Sims and them Drury boys. And that just started out like a rough year. But honestly, I think it made me into the basketball player I am. But like we got crushed every game. Like we played you guys crushed. Like I never even beat St. Joe my entire career. But I vividly remember that game at St. Joe. Because I was like, we got them this time. Like we can get them. Mm -hmm. Nope. We couldn't, we couldn't get you guys. We couldn't get I, you. But talk about your senior year, your senior hoop uh, season. Uh, senior hoop season was probably the most fun sports season I've ever been a part of. Um, there was hype. There was not a lot of hype in, in Berkshire County because uh, we just lost like six or seven seniors. Um, and then the, my grade that I was supposed to graduate in and so but there was hype kind of in St. Joe like to the point where we were practice basketball at the YMCA at like 6 a.m um when we're still in football season like and out looking back at it I totally understand coach Bianchi being mad at us I totally get it um because if he turned an ankle or something and now oh yeah (laughs) they they he was not happy and I totally respect it because now I'm looking back at it as a coach I'm like yeah, I get it. Um, so there was hype. Um, I, there was big hype because we went to Castleton and we played in this t- tournament. Oh, no. was Hartwick at Hartwick. Um, and we played in this tournament and Taconic win. So, like, we're we, – each, each school has, like, four different teams. We're all, like, playing different teams from New York or whatever. And we actually finally played Taconic in the championship of the high school tournament. So I'm like, oh, geez, okay, here we go. We have never even come close to beating Taconic. I had no idea what I was doing, but I felt like young 
young Steph Curry in that <laughs> tournament. I don't. I got the eyes that. too, light skin. Okay, oh, Steph dude, poor Steph. I was getting called Steph, like the the college kids were. Well, yeah, that was David. Steph. That was Davidson Steph. Yeah, right around yeah, that time. Uh, oh no, he had just got drafted. Actually, he just got drafted into the league. Yeah, so like they're calling. I'm weird. Wow. So like, all right, cool. Like we we just beat the Conic. That's summer league. Whatever. That's it's a good feeling for confidence, but that's summer league. Let's let's get get moving. To be so honest, then, though, there was buzz in this. I'm gonna call it the streets. There was buzz, like, because you got all those freshmen, you know. You got Tank. You got Vontae. Yeah. Joe transferred over after his first semester at PHS. Like, there was definitely, at least in Pittsfield, there was some buzz. Like, I, you guys are probably going to be pretty good. And then you yeah. returned, and it was just like, oh, man. So, For a couple we, then it was PHS and Taconic. We had, like, a scrimmage. Do you remember that? At the club? Yeah. 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 And so, at the like, club, right? Yep. And yeah. so, I'm like, all right, like. People are going to show up. Like, let's see where we're at. My like, first ever varsity minutes was that. Obviously, that was the scrimmage. That was like my first yeah. ever taste of varsity. And go well for me. So I was <laughs> just like, and then we came out and we were just cooking. Like on all cylinders. I was like, oh my God. So like, this is, this is that team. We're going to figure it out. And so we go into our first game. I forget who even we played. We won 79 to 10. This is my last time probably playing basketball ever again in my life. So we are going to go as hard as we can and as far as we possibly can get to in Western Mass. Um, so we, of course, like we hated PHS and Takan. Like back when there was actual rivalries and we all didn't like kumbaya and love each other, mm-hmm. like hated each other. Well, uh, that's how St. Joe we felt towards other teams. And so we're, we're, we're rolling, we're rolling, we're six and one, we're going up against the conic. And I'm like, all right, here it is. Like, this is as a, as a player, this is like that moment where, Hey, either you guys are good. Are you not that good? Like the conic was like that team to like figure it out. I have no idea what happened. We lost by 12. I don't think I, I played really bad. I think Tank played pretty bad. We just all played bad as a, as a team. Mm-hmm. It was bad. And I was sick to my stomach. Like, everyone's like, yeah, we're going to go hang out. I was like, nope, I'm going home. I just sat I sat in my basement because that was the only time we are going to play Taconic. And I was like, I've never beat Taconic in a real game. That matters. Um, and so I was like, oh, crap. And so, like, we're, we're getting rolling. We're getting rolling. And like the next big dog is Robbie Burke. And he was an animal. So I it was actually senior night, and we only have two seniors and the rest are freshmen. So like kind of getting back to the beginning of the season was like tank rolled into captain's practice and like throwing bullet passes off the walls, like everyone's been in St. Joe. If you haven't, it's small just throwing bbs off the wall like yeah about i was like i love you tank this is my this is my senior year and this is what we're going to do to be a good team and win and he i think after he realized what varsity basketball was he just started to kill it really like i always had to be the guy my sophomore and junior to dribble the ball up the court and you know me my handle's like an somewhat like an old man like not too quick. Can you just get it done? 
Yeah. You're not flashy. You just get to where you you need you get to where you need to get to efficiently. That's great. I don't have to worry about dribbling and scoring at the same time. All I can really do is just shoot. And we we get to Western Mass and we're second seed. And like this kid comes in from Frontier and he's uh, scored a thousand points. And he's a, a solid, like a looks like a football player. So I'm like, okay, he just first first play, they throw up a three. He boxes like her whole team out, grabs the rebound, puts it back in. I was like, so we're playing another Robbie Burke. Cool. This Great. is gonna be fun. Yeah. Not fun at all. Um, and I think we were up by four at halftime. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, we can't lose on our own court, especially at the club. I'm not my my career is not gonna end at the club. And so like we went on a 12 nothing run. I hit like three threes and I think Mike McMahon hit an and one or something. And the 14 fans that St. Joe had, we were hyped. Tarek and Tyrell, they're still on video on PCTV going, yeah, like little kids is the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. Um, and so we were hyped and like, then we finally got to play Lee again. And like Lee, we killed Lee one time and then they came to our home court at the club and killed us. And let's just say Coach Brindle probably had the coolest speech in the world, but made us reality check. He goes, I have three starters that combined for nine points. I was one of the starters that had four points. Oh. It was just, it was disgusting. And so like, this was the revenge, like, and I hated Lee. There were some things that occurred that definitely didn't sit well with, well with us. Some things fans have said, some things fans have said about us and our families, like, especially going up to Lee, I don't care. Like, that's a crowd and they love it. And like, it was cool going to play in that crowd, but they said some stuff. And so like, all right, finally, we, we're going to play them again after us, we lost by four at home. And as you can see, we had three starters that scored nine points. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're on the revenge, revenge tour. And we just, they had Trey Morin, who's yep. at that point was just. Thousand point score too. Yeah. The tallest dude in the world because we, the height wasn't as crazy as it is now. Um, and so like, we're not going to go down to Lee. Like we can't lose to Lee two times in a season. So like we played well, I think we won 72, 62. And so then you yeah, you've seen Friday night lights, mm -hmm. like, so what, what is being, being told to us is like, this team is like Carter from Friday Night Lights. They just walk on the court and run up and down and they just score 85 points a game. Back then, that was a lot of points in the high school basketball game, especially from Berkshire County. Yeah. And so I'm just like, hmm, new leadership. Like I've heard of them. Like, I know they're good. They're number one. They, we lost five games. They lost two games. So I'm like, oh God, here we go. Like, walked in I think it was Trey Spratling that was there who was one of their six foot four big men who I was like all right he can jump absolutely <laughs> for me it was like this is the time I wanted this was the moment I've always been that kid that went to these Saturday games like from seventh grade up at at the cage and I always wanted to be on that court 
playing in front of these people. And let me tell you, we just played our butts off in the first half. Was, I had four threes in the first half. It's 40 to 36 at halftime. Oh, yeah. That was like coach. It kind of felt cool because the coach was getting pissed. Like, guard him. And I was like, okay, I'm doing that's my job. The, that's one of the best feelings. Oh, He's yeah. a shooter. Get up on him. He's <laughs> like, yep. Mm-hmm. That's me. Absolutely. And so I'm um, like, even, even Tank and like all the other guys are like, just, hey, give the ball to Dan. Like, this is his moment. Like, that's, I never was that guy to like feel that kind of way. But I was like, okay, this is it. 16 seconds into the second half, the ball is rolling on the ground. I went to go like pick it up and start running. <laughs> Undercut my whole knee. <sighs> so I like, I'm like, oh, I'm right. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then I turned over and my knee was like on the inside of my leg. And then like the shock wore off and I was like, oh, yeah. and I just, just screaming in pain. And the worst part about it, and I wish I did a better job or something, is I wish I like rolled off the court or something or like moved backwards. But I was just in so much pain because it, it was like it took like 25 minutes to get me into an ambulance into to the hospital. So like the whole game like settled down and like mm-hmm. I just realized that that was how my basketball career at St. Joe was about to end. Wow. And I was I was sick just because like I've been in that moment before prior in my life like damn like I worked so hard for this. Then I'm like my team's good. Like we got this. <laughs> we got this. We're good money. I was gonna say I don't, I don't think it, went, it worked out that way huh? My mom came in I said did we win? Like oh bushy eye did we win? Nah, you guys lost like 82 to 56. <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm like, we scored 20 points? Come on, y'all. Like, and it was it was just another moment where I'm just like, damn. But I think I was in a much better mood and space because of perspective. Like, Dan, you've not been able to walk. Like, this is a knee injury. Like, you'll come back from it. Um, and so that was like the the thing and that was my favorite year season ever life's a highway you know sometimes <laughs> you hit a bumper you take a wrong turn but I want to talk about your next the next exit on the highway is mm-hmm. when you when you transitioned to Springfield College so like why'd you choose why Springfield and um you played two sports there mm. yeah so get into uh, why about Springfield and then we'll talk about so athletic I'm a I was huge into like going to a big school like I wanted to go to the zoo I wanted to go to UMass yeah and I was I was like I think it was my yeah the fall of my senior year I was like I'll go visit Nick and Ricky they're both li- both roommates shout out to Nick and Ricky um they're both roommates and I was like I'll go and like I went to classes and I was like yeah never I'm in a classroom with 115 people and like that's not how I work it's not how I learn so I was just like yeah, Nick, the great experience, like awesome time, but yeah, no. Um, Texas was a school that I really, really wanted to go to. Um, yeah, hook them. And I got waitlisted. I'm kind of glad I didn't go. It would have been very uncomfortable, which I love, but it might have been a 
go there for a semester and then come home type of deal. But I don't know. Um, I went to both both days. I went to Winu and Springfield. And like I talked to a new baseball coach, their baseball team was whew, very, very good. Um, but baseball was my best sport. Like that's what I played and I was MVP my senior year, luckily. And MV, we got an MVP in the house. That's back-to-back -back MVPs. That's crazy. I got two episodes. I got two MVPs. Let's go. Yes. Much love. Shout out to Tank. Um, so I went to a new, I went to Springfield. I went to a new and I was like, okay, like this cool campus. Like, this is fun. Cool. Like our tour guy was awesome. I walked into Springfield college and I honestly, like the amount of people that were students that just said hi and yeah, what, like, what sport are you playing? And I was like, I don't know. Huh? Like, I don't know if I'm good enough to play in college. So like, I'm just here to like, look at the school and like, they talked about like having youth development and phys ed. And like, that's the place you go to if you want phys ed, because they can just get you anywhere. And I literally sat there and one of the tour guides was like, if you want a place that's all about humans, come here. I said, hey, mom, um, dad, this is it. Like, this is this is the school. And I think it was just like the anticipation leading up to it. And then they had new student orientation for like three days, which is just cheering and chanting and being a, for me, it was so much fun for a lot of people. It was like, oh, I'm too cool yeah, for the again, icebreaker. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which to each, to each his own. Like I think I, I was one of those cool kids. Like, ah, icebreakers, like, I'll do them, but like, yeah. About it. I was fully, I dove in and I just loved every second of it. And it was just like one of those times where I, I, I think I really realized my third week of college, like I picked the best school in America for me. Yeah. Just for you. Yeah. For just the teachers, the, every kid is probably plays a club sport or dances or like everybody was like an athlete of some sort. And like that was like the cool atmosphere. I could play intramurals, anything, and actually play against good kids. So it was just so much fun for for that. And I, the only school around pretty much that had youth development. And I was like, oh, youth development. I'm great with kids. Like I work at a camp with kids, and I love it. So like, let's see where this takes me. And now, and now look where you are. Yeah, now I'm at the club. So you played baseball at Springfield. I want to, I want you to give, you don't have to give like an outline of your day, but like, I want you to describe like the grind of playing a college sport. Cause I think a lot of kids like think they want to play college sports. And I think there's a lot of people who think that they could have done college sports, but they never did. You know how people talk about the glory days. Like, you know, oh, I yeah. could have played back in the day, but I wasn't really feeling it. Like, I want you just to explain like what kind of grind is like, cause like I went through a similar grind playing college basketball. Um, and you tried to you tried to play two sports. So yeah, just that, like what your life was like in season. So what threw me for a wrench was <clears throat> fall ball for baseball. Mm -hmm. Fall ball. OK, cool. Like we had a meeting with the coach, like all incoming freshmen. Like, all right, you got fall ball starting in week three. I don't even know where my classes are. You wanted me to do fall ball like what? And so like. I practiced all summer playing on 
a travel team. So I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. So I would learn where my classes were at that time. I was taking 16 credits. I would then from, yeah, dumb. Then I would sprint from my last class. I would already have all my baseball stuff with me. I would go get changed before the class, go sit in my baseball stuff. And then I would sprint to the field. And so sprint to the field, um, you're there for three hours, right? You're just, everyone does, everyone, everyone in your group does BP. We throw, pitchers throw, outfielders do their, their drills. We do infield, outfield, we run the bases. They're trying to see who's quick. They're trying to see how you track a ball, how you feel the ball, all that stuff. Um, so we had fall ball three times a week. And then we had inner squad scrimmages on Saturday inner squad scrimmages is pretty much how you if you're a great you have good attitude and you're a good baseball player that inner squad scrimmage would set you apart like okay that kid throws college baseball stuff and you just got to double up for him so it's like okay cool like i i played pretty well during the fall ball and so i was like i'm here moment kind of like yeah i I can do this Mm -hmm. because i i i'll say i fumbled really bad in the western western mass team versus the eastern mass team it was like you get selected for it Mm -hmm. and i was oh for two with a walk and i was so just so mad at myself because i just didn't play well um so i was like okay like i can i can hang with these guys like i can play college sports so i'm thinking fall ball's over cool i'm good money until spring yeah so i thought we had 6 a.m lifts monday wednesday and friday and i was like okay cool that's not bad correct off season season, 6 a.m lifts then we would have um hitting and like fielding in our like um in this where the track is like in springfield it's just like this huge open area where there's track and there's like four different basketball courts but we use it for so many different things and so I was just like we don't in my brain I was like we don't get a break like okay this is how it is like this is the grind like you have to fall in love with baseball and you have to hopefully have teammates around you that will love it as much as you do or push you to be better and so it was a, it was a six days a week type of thing where Sunday you'd and as a freshman Sunday you'd be like oh hey mom yeah you can come visit me on Sunday like because every other day I'm <laughs> literally every other day I'm I'm working and, and so now it's like a social life you're trying to like get your schoolwork done plus this six week six day grind like it's it's intense man yeah it, it you don't realize it until you're in it because it you want to meet so many people like you're like a little kid in the candy store, just staring off like this is, I want to know who that person is. That person looks cool. Wow. She's attractive, all this stuff. So you're just like sitting there, like, I want to go, like my boys are on the soccer team. My boys are on the football team. I want to go do all this stuff. But my main focus is school and trying to make this baseball team. So like, let's, you have to put some stuff aside, which unfortunately, you make the decision. Like if you want to play a sport, you might not be able to go 
to that gathering, that party. You might have to be on a bus going somewhere while on a Friday night you get back at 12 and at Springfield, the whole place is pretty much dead. So you're just like, you have to make that decision. And it's it was difficult. It was very difficult in the beginning to X, 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 Y, Z, Z. This is what I needed to fit time into putting my schoolwork. I need to fit time into trying to hang out with my friends. I, I don't know any of these people. I'm trying to become friends with them. Right. And so it you really, 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 really have to enjoy what you're doing or you'll get burnt out. And oh, absolutely, man. That's not even close. When I when I was at Westfield my freshman year, I never I didn't try out for the basketball team. Um, and my grades started to slip a little bit. So I was like, all right, I was really good at track in high school. Let me go run track. Like, let me get <laughs> track coach, the indoor for uh, the winter season. So he's like, all right, your times look pretty good. Like, seem like you're pretty good at track. Come on down to practice. So I start practicing. Like, I went to, like, a meet or two. And then, like, I was there. And, like, I'm watching all these guys. And, like, I hated track. I was just good at it. But, like, I didn't even like it. Like, I loved it in high school because my friends were in it. Like, we were practicing with the girls team. Like, it was, like, a social event. But in college, like, it was, like, a grind. And I was like, I don't want to grind in this. Like, I actually don't like this at all. And that's where I realized, like, if you want to play a college sport, you got to love it. Like, there's no, if you don't love it, you're never going to make it through and enjoy it. Like, with basketball, I loved basketball. So, practice, I get to go to practice. I'm excited. Track, I'm like, oh, practice, you know? So, like, it goes right to that same point. It's like, you have to love the sport if you want to play past high school. Oh, yeah. And I was so what funny thing is like I was at the coolest thing about Springfield is you have gym classes so me I, I love competing with everybody so I was in gym class I had gym basketball as a gym class just like shooting around like you learn how to pass the ball like it goes back to like oh god like this is yeah I might have picked the wrong class because I'm like this is so boring um but the JV coach, I didn't know. He was the JV basketball coach. And so, like, we had a scrimmage or whatever. And, like, I'm just ha having fun, just, like, mm -hmm. trying to pass it to the, the girl I have a crush on or whatever. Mm -hmm. Hey, shooting, yeah, you're great. Good job. You're so good. Um, yeah. So, and he's like, hey, would you, like, want to play basketball? I'm like, for what? Like, the team? And he's like, yeah, like. I think you would be a really good JV player. And we, a couple of years, I see you playing varsity. I was like, I play baseball too. And he goes, well, just talk to your coach and you're still going to be lifting. You would just probably have to miss a couple of your indoor practices for, for baseball. And I was like, I, on a whim, I was like, absolutely. I'm down. I'm down. Like, I mean, that's your sport. You even said you love basketball. Like, I love basketball. how can you like turn down an opportunity when you weren't even looking for it? Like, how can yeah. you turn it down? Put that, put that Springfield College uniform on. Like, so much fun. Um, and wow, was it? It was fun, but my brain was fried on my schedule. Like, I didn't have free time. We barely had free time, and. I'm playing JV basketball with some of the greatest dudes in the world. Just so much fun. Like they wanted to be there. They wanted, we wanted to get better. Like it was the whole point of JV basketball at Springfield was to make varsity. And I remember we played Williams college 
And I was like, oh, like maybe I don't know anybody from Williams College. But it was like really cool. It was our first game when we were like, oh, this is like real basketball. It's not club. It's not like, mm-hmm. and it's like, these teams are good. And I was like, okay, like, this is fun. Like, I like competing against good teams. And I was also just running back and forth between baseball and basketball. And it was a lot, but I wouldn't take it back. I had so much fun playing both sports. And it was just like, how can you, I had to pick one. You have to pick one, if, in my opinion, unless you're Chad Shade and you can just do it all. Because he's shout a out to, shout out to a Springfield College legend. Legend. Chad legend. I'm going to get him on the show. I'm going to get him on Absolutely. The show. And so it, it was one of those things where I would, to anyone listening, you have to, I don't even know if you have to love it, but you have to already have the work ethic to be a college athlete. You have to. Like, it, it's not a, okay, basketball season is uh, a week away. Let's pick up a basketball and start working. No, it's like every single day on the off season, three times a week when you're in the yeah, summer. It has to be something that you, like, love, but you also have to work. If on the if you want to play, like if you don't want to play, you're just there to for the clout. Like I was the guy on the end of the bench at points where I'm just like, yeah. you're the bench bench Sally guy. Oh, that was me. Like barely never. I always and I love that role. Like whatever. I'm not, I've made a team. I get to practice against really good basketball players. Then I can say they were my brothers for the rest of my life. I'm cool with that. I know where I am in my skill level. I'm shapa down here so it was just so much fun college sports is a job to anyone that's listening it is a job so division you probably three. agree that they should get paid that's another absolutely. conversation for another day but absolutely <laughs> i'm right there i'm right there with you especially with like going through the uh going through the experience but i want to bring you now to like your life now but also kind of bring you back a little bit right so you grew up a cyc kid so mm-hmm. what's it like being the program director at the Boys and Girls Club? No, growing up as a CYC kid, which we clown you on all the time because I'm a club kid. I don't think the only time I stepped foot in the CYC was for the CYC tournament. I'm club from, I went to the Y before I could go to the club and I was club from day one. I never left. And now like life's full circle. I'm back there now. But what's it like being a CYC kid who now, who probably used to hate the club at the time. And now you're the Boys and Girls Club program director it is one of the most interesting experiences because I like I don't know if I made it up in my mind that I hated the club I just was so competitive yeah that I would just probably just make up things like Jimmy Nyland was my boy and he was on the club team and I just like didn't talk to him (laughs) when he knew a tournament was coming up (laughs) like and so it was just like it's so strange because I didn't ever really realize what the Boys and Girls Club meant to so many kids until I started working there. I just thought it was a basketball factory. Here you go. Like, that's where all the really good kids go. But my parents wanted me over here with my brother. You're on a four-year team. Like, that was, like, their selling point for them. Like, you have a coach and you can, like, see development for four years, kind of like Little League. And we'll see where you come out when you're 12. 
um, and looking back on it, I wouldn't take back my my hatred towards the club yeah, just as can. a basketball thing. But like now looking at it and just knowing how many kids every year around perspective time, which I call graduation, really realize what the club meant for them as growing up and the people that were their role models and keeping them just on the the right path to find out where they can succeed in life is so cool. Like uh, to be a part of our team at the Boys and Girls Club and be a part of the team at the Boys and Girls Club of America is so cool and such a full circle. Like now looking like stepping foot my first year, I was first day in, I was like, oh, there's more than just basketball. This is cool. Like this is what I signed up for. Like I love basketball, but like, that can be over here. Like I would love to be a volunteer coach, but like, I want to meet these kids and like, what are their needs? Like all that stuff just coming from my Springfield college mind was like needs assessment. Like, what do they need? Like, what can goals can we set for these kids? And so coming back full circle, I'm humbled. And especially as being like the first person that looks like me in that role is so cool. It's, it it's so cool. I know it's just me, but it deserves a clap. Yeah. Because <laughs> growing up there, you know, like, as I mean, you weren't there as much, but like anybody who went to the club can tell you, like, you didn't see people, that many people, like, that looked like us, there, mm -hmm. you know, and just like, and I don't know if I, but the people I was with looked like me. And they also yeah. didn't look like me. Like, the club teaches you so much about life. Like, as much as it was a basketball factory for the people around Berkshire County who know, like the club is like the mecca of Berkshire County for basketball. Like you want to hoop, you want to get better, mm -hmm. you go to the club. That doesn't mean that you can't get better elsewhere, but like you want some real runs, you go to the club. And like, it just taught you so much about life. Like it taught you about how to save money. It taught you how to interact with kids. Like when you, when your mom sends you, your parents, whatever, they send you with $5 and you're there for eight hours. Like you can't spend your $5 at 9 a.m. You know, like you got to be like, right, I'm gonna hold a dollar for now. I'm gonna get the slush puppy now, and then I'm gonna save <laughs> money for pizza later. Like it just taught you so much about diversity, about life, about friendships, and I built so many relationships there. And again, like it's crazy how we're in that position now, where like we get to build relationships with the kids that will like last forever. This and it's just uh, like the coolest thing in the world is like they remember so much that one thing that they that you might have said that you totally forgot and like you were just shooting the shit with them talking about life or whatever they remember it and they say hey i appreciate you saying this to me when i was in eighth grade or seventh grade and now i'm a senior in high school or a senior in college you're just like wow what we do actually matters and what we say actually matters because they look up to us and i think that's I always pinch myself sometimes where I'm like, in the end of the day, what am I doing to make these kids better? Not, not in sports, just in life. Mm -hmm. And when you have like that humbling experience or like that, you're grateful for when someone just hits you up randomly and be like, thank you for doing what you did here in this moment, because you taught me X, Y, and Z about life. And I was like, this is it. That's why I do what I do. That's why we do it. That's exactly what it's all about. For those who don't, if you don't follow Dan on social media, 
go follow my man on instagram dan what's your <laughs> what's your handle uh it's now dan the man 2121 dan the man 2121 so if you don't follow him go follow him for your some daily inspiration because you wake up at like five in the morning every day and work out and i need to know why you started doing that where that come from yeah just let me know like why why 5 a.m like you could work out at 12 or you could even work out at 8 a.m but you chose five i think it was to start it was like a such a huge stress reliever um we at the time like the club was going through transition and i felt like a lot of things were falling on my plate and i didn't really have like people that i could like reach out to and be like hey i need this blah 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 which is crazy um, like for those who know like that had nothing to do with you at oh, all yeah you were just i guess they call it wrong place wrong time like <laughs> You just happened to be a part of the transition, but yeah. it was nothing to do with anything you did. It was just the way it was working out at the time. Yeah. I was like, oh, I just came here from Springfield College. Like, I'm not even a club kid. <laughs> but er? They probably um, hate And you're black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I think it was like, I know nobody's up. I know nobody can hit up my phone. But then I think it really stemmed from I constantly would say that you can't outwork me. You to like my team, like nobody on this team will outwork me in whatever we're doing. And I think it stemmed from a Will Smith. He was on like a show and he's like, you will, you can say you're going to be faster than me, stronger than me, but you'll never outwork. That's my mentality in the yeah. sense of like, I, you, you, my friend will never outwork me. And I, it was kind of like a, a button presser, especially with Anton Laz. It's like he, I pressed that button and now he's a division one baseball player because he just works. But I think to get back to what you're saying, it's just like I needed that time where no one was hitting up my phone. I can be in my thoughts. I can understand life perspective and all that stuff. And then I really just loved the feeling of, pushing myself to exhaustion just discomfort like I try to do it every day like to this morning I thought I almost popped my shoulder out trying to push my last shoulder press up and I was like yeah I probably shouldn't do that I was just listening to a lot of motivation stuff at that point too I just got like really deep into it because I think I was listening to more podcasts about people that like I looked up to and I was like yeah so all these people are saying they get up at three four o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning and they're becoming they're at this point in their lives because they're just up four hours prior and so i was like yeah i wanted to start and then i think kobe bryant literally just took it to a next level when i listened to one of his like podcasts he was in like the uk or something and he was just like why why would you not get up and do a workout from four to five in the morning, take a break, make sure you get your kids on the bus, get them to school, then go back to the gym from eight to nine, go go deal what you have to do with your, your kids, your wife, whatever else you have to do. Make sure you get your body right from one to two, then go work out before practice, get a shoot around and then go practice. I just, 
worked five hours more than you did because you just showed up for practice. So in the long run, my work ethic and my skill set will be that much better because I continue to put in this work ethic and these this extra hours that you're not doing. And I always like everyone's like, oh, why do you work out so much? I want my I want my kids. I want to be able to play sports with my kids. That's one of the the big things. And I think it's just such a mental thing for me that I love pushing myself to a different point because I don't think we understand our brains that much, but Mm -hmm. pushing yourself to like, and Eric Thomas says, a woman can go through child labor for 16 hours and you can't push yourself to do one more rep perspective. And it kind of ties into us shirts that we're wearing right here. Oh, yes, sir. We got to talk about this. Don't be average, be amazing. Where'd that come from? I, I truly don't really under, I There was a lot of things I was saying, like on Facebook. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. I talk. I talk. Absolutely. Um, so there's a lot of things I was saying, and I was like, what's something that can stick? Like, I'm never trying to go into every day with the same like mentality and all this stuff and I was like like don't be average and like I was like ah okay well don't be average what the, what does that mean the average to Kobe Bryant is much different than average to me average to the rock who wakes up at 3 30 in the morning is different than anybody anybody else right and I was like, oh, don't be average, just be amazing. And I was like, hmm, okay, like that's kind of cool. It's kind of catchy. Like it's simple. Like everyone can, can relate to what I'm trying to push out into the world. And I just ran with it in the sense of what can I do to help my community? And it was nothing to do with like the Boys and Girls Club. It was just like, what can I personally do? to help our community. And I just kept pushing it out there, just the saying, like I just kept pushing it out there. And I was like, I'm not doing anything really by just speaking it into the world. I'm really not. Um, So why not like try to come up with an idea to put it on a shirt and see who would be interested in buying it? Oh, why not to help our community give out a scholarship depending on how much money we bring in boom i found i found my my mission i found my goal i found my why why do i do this because i want to help kids that might not get straight a's or kids that do get straight a's but their essays about like the highway that they've taken to get to where they are right now and that's kind of like the calling of like that don't be average be amazing because it's just truly truly when we look back at it for me it's about your perspective like i love understanding like your what your average day is just a monotonous thing you just go through the emotions like that's your average day 
why not take an hour out of your day to do something amazing? Just be different, you know? Yeah, and that's amazing to you, to me, to the person down the road can be all so different. Like, and I say it all the time, like my amazing is doing two workouts in a day. Now it's kind of become average because like I kind of like doing that. That's but just- now I got, yeah, it's, I got to think of, another way to be amazing like i'm this summer i'm gonna try to run the camp once once a a week well you've done a couple things that are amazing at least at least to me i know the community um we're not gonna let this slide by your dance fundraiser that you have you gotta (laughs) talk about that bro i remember that in prime covid and you danced Mm -hmm. for four straight hours is it four yeah you dance for four straight hours to raise money for people who for working in the healthcare system, correct? Like hospitals and stuff. And then I went with you, I joined with you with Kais and Missy helped us out a ton, had their shout out to everybody who helped mm-hmm. out. With that. And we delivered the food um, to these people under the don't be average name. So talk about that, those four hours. Cause I remember like checking in on you like at hour one. And then I remember like going on the live and checking in like hour three. And I'm like, damn, I did so much today and you've just been dancing. Like you just had the playlist and you're, you're getting, yeah. talk about the dance fundraiser and even talk about the walkathon too. Yeah. So it was one of those things where this, what we're living through right now, is, it will be something to do with in history. Like we'll look back on it for five years from now. Like, what did you do during this point that you can actually remember giving back or doing something amazing for other people. And I was like, I feel, I think I was at Kaisi's house and I was just sitting there like, what can I do to help? Cause Missy works in the ER. And so she was like telling us like so much about how they're just ran run down. Like they don't, they just need more food and all this stuff. And I'm like, I asked on Facebook, it was like, or Instagram I was like, a fitness challenge for four hours or like a dance thon. And I was like, I kind of dance somewhat, not well to everyone that's listening. I don't dance well. I just nah, dance. You could like, dance. I, I dance like an idiot because I enjoy it. You got like a little so, Chris Brown in you, like a little, <laughs> little bit. You got it's a little in there. Bit. You can't backflip, but it's in there. Yeah, I'm not camp. Um, so I was like, let's just try uh, raising money. I'll just dance. Kai set me up with this um, propped up. Thank you, Warren Dew. Shout out to you. Set me up with, on this stand that can just keep my phone up or my iPad. And I literally was just like, you know what? Let's, let's just try it. My goal was 50 bucks. $50. Just, we rate at the end of the day, we raised like 4,684 bucks. I wonder why I was delivering so much damn food. <laughs> man it was like every day all right I'm getting pizzas we're going here and didn't yeah. a bunch of like local businesses like even chip in more like plus oh yeah paid for we reached out to because they were struggling too like yeah local it businesses. was like a perfect it was like a perfect yeah match. and they were just so thankful for what we did and just it was so cool because i i thought it was going to be this big I thought it was just going to be something that I did to try to help. And like, it wasn't going to be that big, 
of a deal. Um, and it just turned into something that was so cool for me. Like there's on Facebook, I cried just, I was so humbled and like taken aback by how much love and support this four hours of me just dancing like an idiot in front of a camera got and how people just took people were struggling and they just gave 10 bucks 20 bucks 30 bucks people someone gave me 500 bucks but it was just like in the worst points of our lives there will be always somebody there to pick you up and I try to be that person on a random day during this pandemic to try to get people in a better mood and they put me in people are dancing with me I I had family members that were like I'm dancing now I'm dancing I'm up dancing and it was just like so cool to interact with people even though you couldn't like be close face to face or whatever and to this day I think it was the coolest thing I've ever hopefully not ever done hopefully there'll be something like I do that's yeah it was just so cool it was awesome too because I remember Missy telling us like how excited they were. They're like, oh, we're getting the Highland today. Like, oh, that's awesome. Like, oh, we're getting Mazios. Like, oh, it's so cool. So like, I know they even, they totally appreciated it. Um, And obviously this whole community appreciates you. But um, what's next for you? What's next? You got new merch coming out soon. You got a podcast you started. What's next? <sighs> My big goal. The next thing that's coming out, uh, Amazon does this thing called Amazon Merch. Um, so I put my business plan into it and what happens is they like review it for 14 days. I look for trademarks and all this copyright stuff. And so what will happen if I do, I will blast it everywhere to anyone. What they do is they, I send them this logo and they can put it on so many different things and it puts them it like, you just order it off Amazon and they ship it to your house. And I kind of want to do more sporty stuff, like more different or different things like sweatpants, maybe like a gym shirt. Yeah, shorts, like a nicer gym shirt that people can like actually go and sweat in and just more creative stuff that people will actually want to wear that I can help give back more money. Like it's so cool that like, uh, the elegant stitches helped start this whole thing mm-hmm. with shout it. And then, a lot of shout outs. Oh shout out to elegant stitches. Absolutely. And then right now, Jess Sullivan is the one making these shirts for us right now. We just got shout out to Jess too. I just got a yeah. hoodie from her recently. <laughs> shout out to Jess. We, we shout just out got everybody. our whole girl squad. These don't be average, be amazing things. And they loved it. So it's, I hope when they okay me, I can, it seems pretty cool that I can like get merch on something like Amazon. Like I never really thought this would be that big. It was just like, Hey, let's put this on a shirt and like see what happens. But I truly just think most of the people that are wearing it kind of embody what I think of like just being amazing. Like normally everybody that I see is just an amazing human being in the first place. So it's, it's really cool. And I hope, they give me the nod so I it can take off from there. The, the more money we get, the, the more um, kids we can help. And kind of something 
depending on how well this goes, is something of a, a golf tournament just to support even more. I think, yeah, I mean, you know, golf I, love, you know I love golf, man. It's a good fundraiser that I really enjoy. Just to help out more, more kids. That's kind of like a three-year plan to yeah. see what I do. Um, the above average production is sir that's the podcast it's the podcast it is taking a a step back because of my ipad misfortunes um (laughs) i've been trying to do cool things like you and get just amazing people to come on and talk about their mindset like i just had jack and joe on and he was oh he was amazing because he just Hey, just getting different peoples and different mindset to come on and talk like this is right now is so cool. Um, and hopefully that it's going to kick back off. Um, so look out for it. Thank you for the support. AKA young Pat McLaughlin. You've been, he's been like my ride or die subscriber. <laughs> uh-huh. We shout out everybody today, man. Shout yeah. out to the whole. Oh, it's all, it's all about every, it's, it's about us. Just like you said on Vern's, um, Radio show. Uh, it's so the drive time radio show. Drive time radio show. It's a we thing, not a me thing. That's right. All right. Well, now I appreciate you coming on, bro. We got to get to one of my favorite parts. It's the rapid fire questions. So Here I'm going to ask you a couple questions. I don't really want you to think too much. Um, kind of just go with your gut, go with your heart, and then um, we'll go from there. You cool with that? Absolutely. All right. So the first question, you got to name your top three favorite kids to coach from the club. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's a load. It's a loaded question in itself. Anton. Anton Lazitz. Anton Lazitz. Sincere and and probably E Man. Like that that group that that three headed monster we had was just so much fun. Three phenomenal athletes too. Oh, great! Such great kids, great personalities. They're doing. They're doing so many great things right now, man. Definitely so proud of those kids. Oh, yeah. And if I could give a fourth, it'd be the Duquette twins. They're, hey, go ahead. Give a fourth. That'd be a fourth I, and a fifth. Yeah, but I put them together. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if you could go back, what would you tell 10-year-old Dan about life? Don't waste time. Like, live every day like, as cliche as it is, live every day like something tragic could happen and be as uncomfortable as possible. Because when some uncomfortable situation does happen, you'll be more prepared for it. You'll almost be comfortable. Yeah. Which is great. That isn't. Yes, absolutely. So uncomfortable that uncomfortable makes you comfortable. Wow. That's the goal. That's deep. Sometimes I might go over some people's heads. <laughs> What's a food you'll never get sick of? Audrey Eldridge's mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese, man. That's so probably, it's so on and off my favorite food. Sometimes pizza, you know, you never know. But wow, mac and cheese, man. That's a great choice. Um, all right. So would you rather never be able to watch a Texas sports team ever again? That's Texas University, Longhorns. Mm-hmm. Or only be allowed to work out for 20 minutes a day. Oh my God. 
I told you I wasn't going to tell you these. Only work out 20 minutes a day. You'd rather only be able to work out for 20 minutes a day? 20 minutes would be hell. <laughs> It'd be so hard. 20 minutes. <laughs> It'd be the worst 20 minutes of my day every day. Okay. I have to watch Texas. I have to watch Texas sports. Yeah, that's your thing. Um, give me an overrated actor that you just don't think is that good. Will Ferrell. Wow. I can't believe you did this on the show. I love Will Ferrell. Ricky Bobby? Step You can have a, you can say everyone plays the same role a lot. I just, he's, I think he's a funny human being from watching like hot ones. Mm-hmm. But like when he acts, it's like the same shit all the time. And like everyone it is, it loves. He kind of has the same, like same type of role every, every movie. Even like yeah. Elf, you know, he's like the funny, goofy, kicking and screaming. <laughs> I still love it, though. I love that corny stuff. Yeah, to each his own, but I just think overrated. All right. So my last question, man. Give us an underrated book or like a podcast or even like an underrated motivational speaker that you wish more people knew about. You could do all three. You could do one. You could just pick one. I'd say two. So the you can't uh, i don't know if it's two kids that don't think or have a different thought process than me you can't hurt me by david goggins is one of the most <laughs> unbelievable books for mindset and you think i'm tapped that man is in a whole different stratosphere compared to me um also the 10x rule must must read um and the one person that doesn't get enough credit is his name is Inky Johnson. That man's story is oh, unbelievable. As you, you put me on that like a year or yeah, two ago. His perspective towards everything is unbelievable. Like, look him up. He, he posts like a 30-minute clip or three-minute clip all the time. Or go to YouTube and just listen to his story. And you can't tell me when you wake up in the morning that your perspective doesn't change like when you met oprah or when he met oprah sorry when he met oprah oh yeah when he met oprah like come on it's it's just unbelievable yeah he's unbelievable he's an unbelievable dude man well i want to thank you for coming on man um thank you for inspiring me to be better every day and uh this community needs you and i'll speak for everybody that we thank you just for for being you and uh yeah, think you want to plug before you before you get off here anything you want to plug you want to plug the social YouTube channel, what if I truly just if you want something a fun interactive thing because I spend a lot of time trying to think of it sometimes just just follow the Instagram and it'll be hopefully if you like the Instagram stories that I come up with you'll be more intrigued to follow me on other sites but also we got to plug a young just our youngins are just doing so many great things. Hobby, Goose yeah, Films, right. Uh, you can plug that. Uh, Quentin Gittins with his um, amazing photography. Quincy, Laquan, all those kids like making making music. It's just those kids are the next generation, and I hope we had some role in them getting out of their comfort zone to do what they're doing now. Absolutely. And I think honestly, they had a role in me getting out of my comfort zone 
to do this, you know, like seeing yeah. Javi do it. I'm like, I can do that. You know, like Javi gave me some inspiration to do it myself. And and I'm Shout looking forward to having, to having those guys on here as well. Um, I'm going to give them each, each their flowers because I, I think they definitely deserve it. But again, yeah. Dan, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you for being you and uh, inspiring the next generation. Yeah, and we always say it right here, baby. Don't be average. Be amazing. Don't be average. Oh. Be amazing. Peace oh, out, y'all. Thank you.